stupid and dangerous and illegal in probably most every place. Um, maybe not Texas. You can have a shotgun in your front seat in Texas and an open can of beer at the same time, so they probably don't care too much about texting and driving. But maybe I'm wrong. I haven't been there for a long time. Um, anyway, uh, I've done it guilty. I'm, I have texted and driven at the same time. I've even done it as recently as um, today. And it's bad. It's fucking, it's bad. It's really stupid. I, at least when I have my phone out, it's up on the, the magnetic thing on the dashboard. So I'm not looking down at my lap as I see lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people doing, including a cop uh, the other day. I was uh, sitting at a red light, and I watched this cop who was also sitting at the red light on the opposite side of the intersection. And the light was red. It was it was still red. And he started rolling forward. The car was rolling forward through the intersection. He was all the way across two lanes and into across, like halfway across the median um, not going over the median, but just passing it, uh, before he even looked up from his lap. And as I started pulling away from my green light and looked over at him, he looked right at me and then like quickly was sort of trying to hide the fact that he had been looking at his phone on his lap as he blatantly rolled through a freaking red light through traffic not looking he didn't look in either direction he was crossing lanes of traffic that had a green light a police officer anyway so so yeah texting and driving is a no-no and um i don't think anybody should be doing it i'm calling myself out for it because i want to stop doing it um i do think it's okay to have your phone out on the dashboard and use it when you are stopped. I don't think that's a horrible crime or, I mean, it may still be illegal, but it's, I don't think it's dangerous unless you're like dumb and rolling forward and not looking or I don't know. It's probably best not to have your phone out at all. But since I use mine for work, I often have it out and uh, I also use it for music. So I have it out on my dashboard. Anyway, enough of that one. Um, What's another hypocrisy I could talk about in myself? Um, 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 uh, oh, so here's something I was thinking about. Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I, um, sometimes this isn't exactly 
It's not exactly hypocrisy. It, it kind of is. Uh, when you when you're talking to somebody and you mishear them, but you pretend that you heard them, um, and you just continue on talking, uh, even though you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, what either one of you is talking about, and uh, but you're still having the conversation, um, and you don't admit to having not heard what they said because it is past and they're you're moving on and you've already acknowledged that you're you're with them you're on the same page in the story and then you either have to just scramble to catch up and hope that you figure it out in time or you get caught and look like a fool for um I don't know. It's weird. I've done that so many times. I can't even, I don't, I try not to do it anymore. I try to catch myself. If I see that I'm like, if I'm like nodding, uh huh, and I didn't actually hear it, then I'll say, wait, actually, could you repeat that? I didn't, I didn't hear you. But um, there's so many times where I didn't do that, probably just because I was embarrassed to speak up and say anything. I don't know what, I don't know why that's embarrassing, but. That's the kind of weird uh, sensitivity that I have um, in certain social situations. But um, at any rate, that's a that's a funny little thing that it's it's hypocritical if you you know hold your up hold yourself up as someone who speaks the truth and wants to engage honestly with someone in conversation. So in that way. I would say, yeah, I gotta go, uh, I gotta take myself into hypocrite's corner for a minute. Um, and what else? I wrote something else down here. Um, well, this is, this is kind of a big one. I, um, I talk about, you know, keeping a positive attitude and putting good stuff out into the world, good, you know, loving energy as opposed to hateful negative stuff but i have to acknowledge that lately well i've been i've been having a rough run and i've been in kind of a bad state of mind uh more often than not lately and um that's not fun for me or for anybody that's around me and generally what i'll do if i know that that's how i'm feeling is i'll remove myself from a situation so that i don't you know, put that bad vibe on anybody else. Uh, however, if I'm out in the world and I ha- because I have to be either for work or for some other requirement, some responsibility, um, then, and if I'm in that bad state of mind, then it's pretty hard for me to interact with the world, with most everything in the world, because I, I the way in which I work i am find myself driving and driving through very congested areas with lots of uh, pedestrian very self-righteous san francisco pedestrians by the way um pretty much all the all over the place now and then uh yeah fucking cars everywhere cars buses uber lyft google bus ups fedex dhl on track Amazon Fresh, uh, whatever the fuck else you can imagine that comes on wheels and could deliver something to you in five seconds. 
I just saw this other thing, this wheeled contraption today. It's like a modern rickshaw in in San Francisco in a city where it's already super dangerous to walk or ride your bike. There are tons and tons of people who get hit. And now they're starting to use these little pedicab things that probably are driven by people who are just as qualified as your average Uber or Lyft driver who, uh, as far as I know, never has to take any sort of driving exam to qualify to become a driver, Um, which should be upsetting to more people, I think. You're getting in the car with somebody who you have no idea what their driving history is, with, I mean, I guess you can assume they don't have tons of infractions or else they wouldn't have a license. I guess you have to at least be cleared by the DMV to work for one of those places. But that doesn't mean anything. You could, have, you may have gotten your license five minutes before you signed up to be an Uber driver. And it doesn't really matter. You get that fucking sticker and put it in your window and you're a professional, somehow licensed You're licensed to carry people around. I don't even think, I don't know this and I haven't investigated, but I don't even think you need the special class of license like you do to be a cab driver. Uh, I know when I was a cab driver, I had to go and take a, you know, learn a whole bunch of different extra stuff and take a different test that was, it wasn't that hard. It was, but it was definitely harder than the one you take for the, for regular to get your license. Um, so I had a class C license and I could, I could carry people around in my car in, well, in the cab, not my own car, but in an official vehicle. But now I guess you're allowed to skirt laws if your money is, you know, speaks loudly enough. If you can buy the politicians and lawmakers, uh, you pretty much can do whatever the hell you want. And even if you lose a class action suit, as sleazebag Uber did. Um, and who knows how many millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions they have to pay out, but it's not even going to make a dent because they've monopolized, well, not quite, they've duopolized that market, uh, if that's a word. But um, anyway, that's a good that's a good long rant about how I talk about positive stuff. And then I go on and on and on about negative stuff. (laughs) Um, And that's not cool. It doesn't make me feel good. It probably doesn't make anyone in the world feel good. It's not good for anyone in the world. It's probably, I believe that it actually sends out energy that has substance of some kind. It's, it's matter in some way and it moves through the ether and if you are sending out shitty vibes, you're gonna, they're going to travel through space and land on somebody somewhere. So um, even thoughts, negative thoughts. And I know a lot of people have talked about that, and it's a big part of many, well, I guess Buddhist traditions, or I don't, you know, the, the teachings that say don't, attach yourself to your thoughts, which I think is a very good idea. And if, if I, I mean, I have a hard time doing that. I always attach myself to everything and 
take it personally and get offended and uh even stuff within my own head i'm like that's that's not cool man don't don't think that but um it's too late it's already been thought so i don't think that i need to own every single thing that comes into my cranium and i certainly don't want to i'm trying to declutter my my brain as much as i am my household and um having some success with each but uh still a long way to go with both um and so onward to the next thing what else what else in what other way do i contradict myself um i'll do i'm gonna do one last thing and then i gotta save some for another episode you know i mean dang and i know there's plenty to go so don't worry about it and I can also talk about other people's hypocrisies. I don't need to only focus on me. Um, but the point in doing this for me is to uh, get it off my chest, for one, and also because I think there are a lot of people out there who carry around contradictions uh, that make them feel uneasy about themselves. And um, I'm familiar with that feeling. It's not a pleasant one. I'd like to get my you know thoughts and actions more into balance and my self-care regimen a little bit more you know revved up and be a happier person in general so that i can practice what i preach um and so part of that for me is calling out the bullshit that I see in myself and in, I mean, I do a fair amount of that in the, when I look around in the world, I call out the bullshit and that's of course where the negativity comes in and comes from for me. But, um, well, it comes from within through many filters that have been built over many years and have been influenced by many factors. Um, but they still remain changed though they are there's still some uh things that are stuck in in a certain place um i do not uh, my, my glasses are not rose colored that's one way to put it um <clears throat> so last thing um for tonight i oh i talk about uh like not really caring what people think um and in a lot of ways don't um you know in terms of like hey is that cool or not like i don't really give a shit if what i'm doing or how i look is cool so to speak i mean certainly not as it's compared to the mainstream because i don't when i look like i fit in the mainstream then i feel weird um i feel uncomfortable and I'm not trying to look all weird anymore. I used to be, I used to in my 20s and 30s, into my 30s, wear all kinds of weird shit and have my hair and facial hair in weird, you know, configurations. And I'd wear, I had pierced things and tattoos and what have you. But um, I look a lot more straight-laced these days, but I don't feel straight-laced ever and I never have, and I never, ever, don't ever think I will. Never, never. It's a lot of, a lot of double, triple negatives. But um, I think you get the point. 
I don't think that I, the way that I look necessarily represents who I am inside. And I don't think it does for anyone. And yet we are, we live in a society where we, we put an awful lot of focus on how we present ourselves to the world. So I feel like you should be comfortable and not too concerned with how people are going to react to what you're wearing. And I wish that we all lived somewhere where that was easier to do because I know there are people who live in places where they're going to get judged if they even go a little bit outside the norm. And I think that's stupid that that, that, that goes on, but I certainly understand people in that position wanting to conform a bit. Uh, and that was me at one time, but it is not anymore. Uh, even if I look like I fit in, um, I, I mean, it's not like I have to not fit in either. I don't, I don't care so much about where I land on the, on anybody's spectrum. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. I don't want to be judged by anyone. So I need to stop worrying about people's judgments because they're probably going to be there anyway. I'm sure they will. And I need to put some more energy into not judging myself. Um, meaning not judging myself and also not judging others. Me, myself, not judging others. Uh, I'd like to work on that a bit. So um, that's what I'm doing with this whole thing. Oh, but so what I was going to say about that whole, the hypocrisy there is that I claim to not care what people think about me. And yet I, I will do things like, or have done things like, be, I'll be listening to a song in the car and then maybe it's kind of a like slightly embarrassing, you know, to me, a popular song, but it's something that I kind of like and I'll be blasting it and rolling along, you know, happy as can be. And then I'll, I'll come up to a stoplight with my windows down and there are people waiting on the corner and I'll turn my radio down because lo and behold, I guess I do care. I do. I don't want people like turning over and looking at me to see to like watch me singing along to a Journey song or something. Um, so, you know, it would be. It's. I've been embarrassed and humiliated so many times that, in a lot of ways, I've been able to let go of the of caring about it and let go of some of the hurt that has come along with. The, the real ones that really mattered. Um, but I'm not, I'm still not a big fan of it. I don't think I like, I don't think anybody really likes being feeling embarrassed. So um, I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know if that's hypocrisy or not. I'm sort of trying to protect my own feelings by avoiding other people's judgment and negativity. So maybe that's what that is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a defense mechanism. It's like a, it's a self, uh, what you call it, self-preservation tactic. Um, anyway, I think that's a pretty good start for um, the episode one of Hypocrite's Corner. Uh, I thank you for joining me here. It's it's not always the most comfortable place to be, 
Um, but I'm going to try to make it more comfortable um, just by offering a place where you can strip away some of the bullshit that uh, you've lived with for a while and don't really like and don't want to live with anymore. I think it's okay for us to admit to some of our shortcomings um, or maybe all of them, maybe someday all of them. Starting slow. Okay, see you next time. This episode of Hypocrite's Corner is brought to you by the Society for Better Sleep. Don't stay up all night with shitty, shitty feelings. Learn about all the ways that you can get horrible, terrible, awful, and dreadful feelings off your chest in order to have a nice, restful, dream-filled sleep. Visit us today at www.bettersleep.blanc.